When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to our first daily episode of the India-England Test Series. It's emphatically India's day in Hyderabad. I'm Yazran and with me today is Joe Harmon. We're going to do things slightly different for our dailies because I imagine a lot of our audience in the UK in particular didn't get up to watch uh, the action at 4am. So we'll kick off with a brief session by session recap. England won the toss and were bowled out for 246 um, in the end, but it was an oddly paced innings from England. At times, England raced along. At others, they went nowhere against India's spin triplets. India bravely perhaps started with eight overs of seam. Um, and though Bumrah and Siraj found early movement, Duckett and Crawley were on the attack and pounced on anything loose. They got to 41 for naught after eight overs before Jadeja and Ashwin came on and found instant Turn 55 for Nort soon became 60 for three. Duckett was done by one from Ashwin that just shot on straight. Um, he'll probably rue falling um, to a defensive shot, um, I'm sure. Then there was an extremely frenetic 11-ball stay from Ollie Pope, uh, which yielded a solitary run before Crawley chipped one to short cover off Ashwin. Uh, memories at this point of that 2021 tour came flooding back, but Root and Bairstow, Bairstow in his first overseas basball test actually, steadied the ship and got through to lunch unscathed arguably honours even at lunch but Joe the second session was all India yeah after that promising partnership between uh, Bairstow and Root India spinners really turned the screw after lunch Axel Patel cleaned up Johnny Bairstow for 37 with an absolute beauty more or less unplayable delivery and then Joe Root fell three overs later to Jadeja after top edging a sweep shot to short fine leg he went for 29 uh, England then slipped 137 for six when Patel found quite hesitant Ben Folkes's edge and then 155 for seven when a uh, Boomer Slowy saw off Rian Ahmed. A uh, bit, bit of heave ho from the debutant Tom Hartley, uh, who made 23 from 24, including a slog swept six off Ashwin, gave England some momentum. He might have been thinking that Test cricket was an easy game at that point, but that rather shifted as the day went on. Uh, Hartley's dismissal prompted Ben Stokes to move up a couple of gears. England's captain hitting three fours from five Jadeja deliveries to see the visitors to 215 for eight at the tea break having made 107 for five in that second session. Uh, India's session, but a few glimpses of basketball to give England some heart and Stokes beginning to motor along. Yeah, there's more signs of, of basketball working, I guess, in the third session. Stokes targeted Jada, Jadeja in particular off the tee, passing 50 with a couple of huge heaves over the leg side. He was eventually bowled by a beauty from Bumrah for 70 to bring about the end of the England innings for 246, which briefly looked competitive before India came racing out the blocks themselves. Tom Hartley, the first England spinner to take the new ball on debut since uh, 1921, I think, was was taken apart. His nine overs cost him 63. I think he was naught um, for 34 after three overs. And Stokes kept him on and he looked better as his spell progressed, but he was particularly 
um, unstuck against uh, Yashasvi Jaiswal, who finished the day unbeaten on 76 on track for a second Test 100. England did take a wicket with Rohit going a lofted drive to Jack Leach, but they reached stumps on 119 for one, pretty much halfway there to England's total. Um, Joe Nicholas asks, how am I supposed to feel? Feels like things could have been uh, could have been worse, but they could also have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... England's total was it was hard to work out whether they'd done quite well to get there or or, or whether they'd uh they were a bit shy given they'd won the toss and chosen to bat. By the end of the day, that felt comprehensively India's day, really. Um and it wasn't just what we saw then, it's thinking how is this attack going to cope over a five test series? And and I think we all had serious concerns about that. And they were sort of hammered home in that session today just how light they are in, in certain areas. And I, di I didn't like the makeup of their attack going into this test match. I, I like it even less now. I just don't see where the control is is coming from. Um, I understand the pitches are spinning and you want as many options as possible. But I also think if, you have, if you're going to stand any chance in India whatsoever, you have to keep some control over the run rate. I know that's not a very baseball thing to say. But I just don't see how this England lineup is is going to do that without a Robinson or an Anderson, a kind of steady Eddie Seamer, who probably won't go at more than two and a half and over. Uh, it's putting a huge amount of pressure on Leach, who was uh, an encouraging, um, I suppose, highlight for England from the day to day. Yeah, I guess I fear I'm going to say this a lot over the course of the series, but I think there's a big difference between England doing okay with the bat against this India lineup and then that actually being a competitive score given mm. the tools at their own disposal um, I feel like it happens a lot in in India where a team scrambles to 200 250 and you think that team's on all right and then India just blow that away and 200 and 250 on a pitch like this against an attack like that is okay but as the opposition you just don't have the bowlers anywhere near what India have um, to, to pose a, a serious threat I guess there were signs that England had come with a with a plan, you know, in the in the final three tests of that 2021 tour. I think England only passed 160 once. Jadeja took three wickets today, but he went at nearly five and over. Never before in a home test had he gone at more than more than four and over. Before we get back to how England bowled, what did you make of England's day with the bat? Obviously, a really encouraging start from Crawley and Duckett. I wonder if Rohit Sharma might, in hindsight wish he hadn't given them eight overs of, of seam at the start. That being said, even though the runs were flowing, uh, Duckett in particular was playing and missing quite a lot. It, it was, I wouldn't say streaky because there was movement on offer and, and Duckett and Crawley played the situation pretty well. But uh, I could see why Sharma did stick with them. But in hindsight, when the spinners come on and suddenly life becomes extremely difficult for England, he might think, did I need to bowl Siraj four overs, for instance? Um, Boomer, I guess, is a special case given just how supremely gifted he is um and then from then on it was a funny innings because at times England looked quite comfortable the root and besto partnership was really solid I think that's the best I've seen besto bat in India before just there was a calmness to his innings which you don't necessarily associate with besto that was was really encouraging uh and and root looked like he was going okay until uncharacteristically playing a an ill-judged sweep shot bit of bounce from Dadeja caught the top edge and and then from then it was it looked like it was going to be tricky to get any kind of toe to the tool. But Stokes batted brilliantly. I mean that that's the the big highlight from today. Clearly that uh, I think that's unless I've forgotten one. I think that's his best innings in Asia by quite a distance. I know he got a hundred in Rajkot in twenty sixteen. I, I was there for that one, but that was a really flat, slow deck that ended in a kind of a ball a ball draw in the end. 
this was a trickier track. Stokes obviously hasn't played much cricket for a while, just come back from surgery and played the kind of knock that has become a classic Stokes knock, really, where he he, he digs in, plays much more defensively than any of his teammates and, and then goes... Um, when he feels the time is right and, and dispatched a few sixes and, and just looked a lot more comfortable. Even during the World Cup where he made some runs, it, it looked like it was quite literally painful for him. Obviously, he was awaiting surgery. This looked a much more kind of a calmer, uh, more controlled innings from him. And, and those are hugely encouraging signs. I know I saw a few messages saying he's stoked too low at number six, and I'm sure uh, that will be a conversation topic as the series goes on. But for now, I think it's just good to see Stokes looking in such good form. Yeah, and, and encouraging uh, lack of wincing, I thought. Just so yeah, used to every exactly. time he hits the ball for six that the, yeah. the camera pans to him and he's in, his, fa his face just conveys so much pain. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, I, th I thought it was quite an, in an encouraging performance from England with the bat just because, you know, they, they did, the, I guess the bar is really low because of how badly it went last time they were out in India. But, you know, when Ollie Robinson was on the podcast a couple of days ago, he talked about there being just a, a bit of scarring, how a lot of the England team have talked about Jadeja, Ashwin and Axar, given their previous success against England. And I think on the whole, you could see how England's batters were going to score runs today. Um, Duckett, for example, and I, I get that he was maybe not streaky early on, but he played and missed a few times. But when Jadeja came on, he really, really attacked him. He, he was yeah. sweeping any time that Jadeja went too full. Um, as you say, Root and Bairstow looked pretty comfortable before lunch. Peterson was was very encouraged on commentary by how they were going. You know, Gavaskar, I thought, you know, he gets a lot of criticism as a commentator, um, but he was actually, he was pretty impressed and I thought it was pretty fair about how England were going with it yeah. early on. Um, there was a lot of scrutiny from not just the commentators, but also people online about Pope's innings. And he was only there for 11 balls and I guess this is a storyline that you know it's worth keeping an eye on as the series develops Pope's got a poor record in India he's got a poor record against India and Australia as, as it happens and um, you know if things don't go well for him then that might be that might emerge as a as a as a narrative throughout the series just wanted to ask you about India's spinners um, before we, we get to part two Niall asked were India's spinners just too good I wasn't particularly annoyed with any of the dismissals which which is a surprise yeah, I mean, we, we know how good they are. Uh, the fact that they're all that good and, and can all bat in the top eight as well makes India the side that they are really in, in these home conditions. Uh, there were certainly some unplayable deliveries in there. Root will be frustrated with his dismissal, I think. Uh, and Crawley, you know, was playing an aggressive shot, but it didn't look like he completely committed to the shot. I wasn't necessarily against the shot, but I think the execution, he could have gone actually a bit harder um, and would have probably cleared Siraj. Um, but I, I don't think there was any surprises from India's bowling attack. I suppose slightly disappointing from England's perspective to see Axel Patel bowling well again because he didn't have a great series with the ball against Australia. Obviously, it was phenomenal when England were last out here. He looked much closer to the bowler that we saw against England last time than, than the bowler who struggled against Australia. So that's kind of bad news for England. Um, and... But I thought England's batters in the main equipped themselves relatively well, but Pope is a concern. I mean, it's one innings into the series. Uh, he hasn't played a game in any format since June last year, I think it is. So I think he, he, I think he deserves a bit of patience, but there is a, a trend of him starting in that frenetic way. I think he, he might well have run himself out first ball if Crawley hadn't sent him back. He was just, 
there's a there's a desperation to prove himself which is you know admirable but i think sometimes doesn't get channeled in in the best way and i actually when i interviewed him a couple of years ago just when he got moved up to number three i, I talked about this idea of him looking too frenetic and he said well you know if i score runs then people say i'm a busy player and that's a positive thing and i i, I see his point but i do think there is a, a clear division between say joe root busy player classically can't can't not mention Joe Root is a busy player when he gets to 30 off 30 balls. But there is a calmness to him, even in that in even within that busyness, there just isn't with Pope at the start of the innings. And and I think he's got to find a way to overcome that. Otherwise, well, I was going to say this could be a long series for him. Actually, it could be a very short series for him with mm. uh Dan Lawrence probably looking a more comfortable player of spin in subcontinental conditions at this point. And I also thought with with folks as well, and I know our pod listeners absolutely love folks and always are calling for him to be in the side and I'm, and I'm sure he will get a long run this series um as much as anything if the conditions are like what we've seen so far as Barrett showed with India you want someone who takes pretty much every chance behind the stumps yeah. especially if England aren't creating many but um folks has had some success in Asia before you know he scored that 100 on on test debut but I, I look at him He's not he's not someone who really rotates a strike even again against spin and I feel like he sometimes gets a little bit stuck. There was a county championship game at the end of the summer where I think he scored six or fifty three balls against um, Liam Dawson's Hampshire. Uh, he was basically completely stuck against Dawson and you know like Dawson in English conditions in September is a completely different prospect to Jadeja and, and Axar in in India. Um, but yeah, there's there's that period that you mentioned in, in the afternoon session where India took four for thirty four off sixteen overs, um, just off for, from the point that Axar bowled that beauty to Bearster. And and a lot of the, the the pitch talk, Peterson on commentary at one point said that it was behaving like some balls were behaving like it was a day five pitch. I think in the same way that in in that there's perhaps not enough credit given to Anderson in English conditions. We sometimes don't give these Indian spinners enough credit at home. Spin isn't this constant that's exactly the same for both sides slow bowlers um put more or less spin on the ball and, and india spinners are not only more accurate than england's they also generate more turn and drift on the ball so mm. it's you know sometimes you, you can get a little bit duped into actually how is the pitch playing because england didn't find that level of spin when they when they got onto the field um cool that that's it for part one in part two we'll talk about that blistering start from india and then answer some some more of your questions Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So India did finish that first day on 119 for one from 23 overs. Tom Hartley endured a, a baptism of fire, um, conceding 63 runs from his first nine overs as a test cricketer. Joe, what did you make of Stokes' handling of Hartley? His first ball was hit for six by Jaiswal. He's hit for another six uh, late in that over and conceded 34 from his first three overs, but was kept on to bowl another six after that. Mm. Yeah, there's quite a lot of talk that Joe Root would be throwing the new ball, but in the end, he went for Hartley. I I presume that was the decision before the start of the test, or maybe he was kind of encouraged by Hartley scoring a few runs and thought we'll throw in the ball and see if he can he can build on that. But it was yes, it was absolutely brutal 
wasn't it? I, I felt sorry for him. Um, and then Stokes has got a, a kind of no-win situation. Do you drag him off after two, three, four overs and and then have the decision of when do you bring him back on and how low will his confidence be? Or do you keep bowling him in, in the hope that he will turn the corner? Stokes' captaincy is all about doing the latter. You give it, you give everyone every possible chance to prove themselves. So I, I, I'm not surprised that he's stuck with Hartley. In the end, those figures look awful. And the question will be, how can he bounce back? And, you know, I, I really don't want this podcast to become the Liam Dawson show over the next month. But people will naturally say, well, hang on, Dawson's got more experience and can cope with those situations. Not to say he'd have, you know, skittled India today or anything like that, but Hartley has so little record to fall back on when you're getting attacked like that in a test match. It would be kind of odd if he's not wondering, am I good enough to do this at that stage when you're being attacked in that manner and seemingly have no answer at that point? I'm sure he'll have his moments in the series. He will bowl better. There will no doubt have been nerves. Um, but yeah, I come back to my point about the balance of the attack. If England had had a second seamer, Hartley probably wouldn't have needed to bowl six overs straight. It was six that he stayed on for in the end. Was it? Uh, six more overs, so he bowled nine straight in the end. Yeah, not, yeah. I think it's it's created a, a tricky situation for Stokes as the captain with, with the balance of the attack, especially would your one quick bowler, you don't want to bowl too many overs because then that negates why he's in the side in the first place. And also, because he bowls very fast, he's quite likely to concede a lot of runs at different points in the match as well. So it's a, it's a difficult juggling act for, for Stokes, not least because we know he can't bowl himself. Mm. It reminded me a lot, to be honest, of, of Don Bess in India on the, on the previous yeah. tour. That, that actually, you know, Bess actually took took wickets at times in that series, but um, Hartley and Hartley bowled fine. I thought to the right-handers. You know, he had that LBW review against Gill that was particularly close, but but Jaiswal was totally brutal towards him. I think they showed it on the TV at the end. Forty-four of twenty-six deliveries um, in the that that Jaiswal scored off off Hartley. Um, and Morgan I guess, made the point on Owen Morgan made the point in commentary that perhaps Hartley and Stokes could have been a bit smarter and made more of an effort to get Sharma on on strike, get the right hander on strike to Hartley, and he did obviously bowl much better against the right hander. Um, so perhaps they missed a, a trick there and could have done a little bit more mm. to get Jaiswal off off strike. Mm. But that being said, he definitely wanted to be on strike, so I think he'd have probably engineered it as he wished at that point as well. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right to point out just how inexperienced he is so for Indian listeners who might not be aware of um, Hartley he's only played 20 first class games he only really established himself in the Lancashire first team last year displacing Matt Parkinson there um, for the 2024 English summer he's going to be Lancashire's second spinner behind Nathan Lyon and I know people will say well a lot of spinners will be behind Nathan Lyon in the queue but it's interesting that Lancashire chose to use one of their two overseas spots on a spin bowler and I guess a lot of people would have watched today and be wondering is this really England's second best finger spinner and you know Joe's right to point out Liam Dawson but there are really so few English spinners who are who are bowling lots of overs and taking lots of wickets in the county championship Dawson aside in 2023 no one really had a standout summer um, you know, I, I did a piece just before Christmas about how few English spinners are bowling in the championship. And, you know, when nearly half the season takes place, when it's cold in April and May, uh, it's not that much of a surprise that there aren't that many of them getting a, a good go unless guys who get in the side as, as a batter as well. And, you know, when you look at how the England Lions are getting on at the moment against India A, they had a decent result in the first game, not going so well in the second. In both games, the spinners aren't really doing much. So there was that camp to the UAE 
at the end of 2023 where they took loads of spinners from that they took Bashir and, and Hartley to, to to on the India tour um you wouldn't say that any anyone who's on that camp not in this test squad really should be here if that makes sense mm, um yeah so yeah I felt I felt sorry for Hartley because he's very inexperienced and it's as a that's a tough first day as a test cricketer but Dawson aside it's not as if there's a long list of English spinners um waiting in the queue. Uh, ben points out in the office, by the way, that Hartley will take some encouragement from the story of Bangladesh spinner Sohag Ghazi. Um, Ghazi opened the bowling on his test debut. His first ball was hit for six. Another ball in that over was also hit for six. But he ended up taking nine wickets in that test match. So there's there's hope for Hartley there. He um, can also take some encouragement. Our friends at our sister magazine, Athletics Weekly, tell me that Tom's father, Bill Hartley, uh, won a European gold as a 400-metre hurdler. So at least the family are good at overcoming hurdles. So this very first good. day, very, very, good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, just a word on, on Jairswell, Joe. Uh, he, he was totally brilliant. Um, anything full or short from not only Hartley, but the other England bowlers as well, um, he punished. Yeah, you've been banging the drum for him for about a decade now, I think. Uh, <laughs> since the England Under-19 World Cup, he's obviously a, a proper player. I didn't actually see his century in the Caribbean um on that was on test debut wasn't it yeah yeah uh but looking at the scorecard and his strike rate i think that was an uncharacteristic performance he, he really dug in and, and and played a long innings on a slow deck uh what we saw today i think is a much more um characteristic example of of what he brings to this side and and how he likes to play uh just absolutely fearless you know he's he's played in front of packed stadiums in the ipl test cricket doesn't hold the same pressure for Jaiswell as as Tom Hartley, for instance, and also he's playing on home soil, which helps massively. That said, he he didn't have a great um, mini tour of South Africa, so it's not like he you'd think he'd be coming in full of confidence. But obviously, the way he started his innings shows that the confidence is is innate. I think, uh, and yet yeah, no shock, India have found another one. I think we're going to be hearing quite a lot about him over the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, he's had an incredible year. Brilliant IPL, 100 and test debut. He's got a T20 I 100. And his Red Bull numbers are just phenomenal. He averages over 70 in first-class cricket. He's got to uh, 50, 13 times before today. And 10 of those times, he's got on to get 100. So um, he's used to making it, making those starts count. And I thought, you know, just on also ju judging England today, in the last few years where t pitches have turned a little bit more in India than, than previously... Other than Pant and Treyas Iyer, India haven't actually scored that quickly. They haven't really gone down the route that Jayaswell went down today or how England at times tried to go about things. Um, so I thought it was quite significant that Jayaswell was able to do that, you know, as, as a tone setter. You know, he'll be, he would have prompted more questions in the England camp um, following that performance. And, you know, and by the way that, that Shuman Gill batted, he found life much, much tougher when he replaced Rohit out in the middle. And who's to say that if England hadn't picked up an early wicket, today could have finished very, very differently. Um, just finally, Joe, how do you see tomorrow going? Um, I think, you know, it's cliche, but England absolutely need an early breakthrough. If they don't, I think it could be a long day. They will take encouragement from the fact that there is plenty in that pitch. There are wickets to be had. They will beat the bat plenty. There will be chances on offer. But already that total doesn't look enough. Uh, and the speed with which India scored today has kind of almost wiped it out. Um, so 
it will be a difficult day for England, I think. Um, they need Mark Wood as the sole seamer to, to step up and, and deliver some fire because the spinners don't have that venom about them. So a lot falls on the shoulders of Mark Wood, but it's it's no easy task when you're defending a, a modest target um, and you have a bowling attack with gaps in it. Mm. Yeah, I can see Leach bowling a lot tomorrow. I can see Root bowling quite a lot as well. Just if things don't start well tomorrow, if, if they're unable to get that control from anywhere else, you, you almost back Root as much, if not more than, than Hartley and, and, and Ahmed to yeah. sort of um, exert that control. Uh, cool. Anyway, an action-packed first day of the series. Uh, plenty to look forward to tomorrow. Cheers for your time, Joe. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Podcast Network.